guys welcome to not your mother's podcast i'm bailey and i'm james um so we had a little uh trouble editing uh um, yeah this is like our what we loaded our plate up and our eyes were bigger than our stomach <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah. you know one thing that this podcast has taught me already and we haven't even sent out the first episode is patience i have no i not, have no patience i have no I have patience just, yep <laughs> definitely have discovered that about myself um, I've been knowing, but this is <laughs> this is a tester for sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but we're gonna fix it. We're gonna make it right. That's what we're here right now for. Right now. Right now. Right now. Okay. We're gonna film this fucking podcast. We're not filming. We're recording. We're recording. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna it's we're fine. gonna do this shit. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, what are you talking about today? I am talking about a who, not a what. Oh. And he is a Daniel Leplanc. Oh, I really should have had Siri read his last name so I knew which way to pronounce it. But oh, well, Laplante, we'll do that. Yeah, sounds sounds exotic. It's Laplante. It's like a lot coming out of my mouth when I say Laplante. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay, quick segue here. Um, I was at work today, uh-huh. and I have a coworker that we work with. Um, and she was like, uh, okay, well, backtrack just a little bit. I had a coworker buy um me lunch today. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had burgers or whatever. And then anyway, this coworker, she, co- I go outside and I'm like smoking. Y'all had belladonnas. We did have belladonnas. Oh, oh, I've been thinking so about good. belladonnas since all fucking, all week, mm-hmm. all week. Well, yeah, this, this particular coworker comes out and she's like, James. I'm like, what? She's like, did you get Fuddbuckers? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what? And she says, Budfuckers. Uh- and I'm like, What? What are you talking about? And then um, she's like, "Bud fuckers." You, Billy told. Sorry, um, it's fine. Billy told me that y'all got bud fuckers, and I'm like, "No, we got belladonnas." And then um, another coworker who sit next to me, he was like, "You mean fud ruckers?" And she was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, you know." I just thought that was funny. Anyway, just. Well, I have a story now. Okay, go ahead. Um, <laughs> my coworker, so somebody had come in asking for like. This some like plastic insert that goes into the binders we make, mm-hmm. and um, I I kept trying to what are y'all talking about? What plastic inserts? Because like I've seen a binder, I'm familiar with what a binder is. Yeah, like a three ring binder. And uh, she was like, it's for like the really big ones. They're plastic pieces to protect the sheets so they don't rip while you're flipping through them. She said they're called they're called sheet <laughs> protectors, or yeah sheet protectors or something she was like but i had so much trouble pronouncing them in the beginning i would call them shit protectors and i'd be like hey so and so i need some more shit protectors and that shit was funny but i don't think it was protector so okay hold on those aren't the same thing as like dividers you no know, that go in a binder? I, no they're not they're not divi- i don't know maybe they're like the same uh, the same aspect Con- concept, concept yeah. but like they're they're something different i don't know oh, okay i have no idea oh. yeah oh. but anyway enough <laughs> anyway. is enough <laughs> <laughs> do you want to flip a coin um, oh let's flip this because it's got two sides there we go We're, i pass this around so much today at work it's a pretty stone it's a pretty stone um okay we are flipping a carnelian heart for those of you who are curious uh do you want the cool side or the plain side i want the plain side okay oh cool oh, side okay so mr laplant you say mr laplant all right let's get this started Okay, so Daniel LaPlante was born May 15th, 1970 in Townsend, Massachusetts. May 15th, so that makes him a uh, what? Taurus. Taurus, okay. He's a Taurus. Okay. Um, <laughs> so uh, this kid, he was, he was doomed. He really didn't, he really didn't stand a chance. Um, he had a really shitty upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't find too much on his upbringing. Um, I couldn't find much information about his mom his father and then his mom remarried at some point and so he had a stepfather i i have no timeline um couldn't really find i I couldn't even really find uh his parents names oh wow the mom comes up one more time in this story but anyway um so it is said that his father and his step stepfather both abused him sexually physically and mentally it's so gross it's horrible um now i don't know if it was father and then stepfather or like simultaneously like what i don't know but both of them all of the the father figures in his life basically just fucked him over and Mm. over and over and over um anyway so uh he had a record 
like a pretty extensive criminal record. Um, he did a lot of like robbing and thieving and a lot of stuff as a minor, mm -hmm. um, which I can't get my hands on. But um, he stayed doing bad shit. Daniel had terrible social skills, bad hygiene, and didn't really give a shit about his appearance. Mm. Just didn't give a fuck. Um, his classmates described him as creepy and weird. He didn't really have many friends. I picture him as, like, really dingy, like, I don't know, all black, kind of, like, with the rock shirts and, like... Super greasy black hair. Yeah, I see him, like, with his head... Sorry, I'm a very visual person. He's, like, got acne and yeah. all that. Um, yeah, no, that's exactly... Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. Dead eyes? Yeah. Dead eyes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just doesn't talk. Uh, well, really. Actually, I don't know, though, about that. That's okay. curious. I bet he was probably pretty quiet. Since yeah. he had no social skills, he probably didn't talk to anybody. Um, just, like, stared really <laughs> creepily. <laughs> just, and he probably doodled really creepy shit in yeah. his journals. Oh, yeah. Like, just scribbled all the time. Just, yeah. Ink blotting Ink his blotting. own his own textbook. Exactly. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um so then his school actually referred to referred him to a psychiatrist. So he was diagnosed with dyslexia at a young age and then um he was struggling so bad in school they sent him to the psychiatrist. The psychiatrist diagnosed him with hyperactive disorder. Mm. But that's not all the psychiatrist did. Um, so I've seen a couple sources say it was actually the school psychiatrist. Oh my god! Yeah, you know where this is going. Couldn't figure out if it was for sure the school psychiatrist or just a psychiatrist that they rec like recommended for him. Mm -hmm. But um, he eventually started making sexual advances towards Daniel, and then it turned into full blown sexual assault, which went on for an entire year. That is so. God, I feel so disgusted. By, by that is taking advantage stomach. of authority at its absolute yeah. finest. It, it seems like to, like it's a pattern, too. Like, why? why? It, it, like, why does it follow him? Yeah. Like, how does he always end up mm -hmm. in that situation? But then also, like, why go to college and work all, like, do all that for a degree just to fucking diddle a kid? Like, yeah. who the fuck... Ew, how how did he get the? Too. I know I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't like it either. But it's the first thing that came to my mind. Like, but I don't know. It's 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 just especially as a psychiatrist because it's like look at what all you're learning and then you're gonna turn around and go do right. it to somebody. I I want to know what's going through his head. Like what made him think? You know, if we found his name, he probably murdered somebody too. Yeah, probably. 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 <laughs> um. So anyway, as a young teen, he started his 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 thieving and his robbing. He would break into houses and steal valuables, um, but then as he got better and swiftier okay. at, at burglaring, he would take things and then leave things, or he would move furniture, or like, he would disarray the house, uh. but not super like somebody was in here, he was playing mind games. Sounds so like a little he, creeper. He, yeah, I mean, that's exactly that, what he is. But yeah, he was he just, was getting enjoyment out of other people's like torture. But like, see, my thing is, is like, how would he know? Like, is it just like the satisfaction of like, oh, they're gonna be like wondering how that got there? Like, yes, it doesn't seem very satisfying. He's gonna leave that house, and he's going to be thinking about their reaction until he does it again uh, and that's the excitement of okay. it is like imagining like oh my god and like knowing but only he knows that yeah. it's him you know it's like his own little like super fun secret it's okay. weird it's bizarre he's wired differently it's good yeah. that you don't understand yeah um he was 15 when he was doing all that by the way <laughs> like 1985 i believe and then in 1986 Daniel set his sights on the Andrews family. So he was doing this for a full year. That was a cow. Did y'all hear that cow? <laughs> I thought you were making that sound. No. I was like, what? <laughs> anyway, what was your question? Um, so he he's been doing this for like a full year already. Like, uh, he's he set been, his sights on. He um, so he was like doing all the breaking and entering. I probably the second he yeah. could walk, oh. he was he couldn't be at home so he was out fucking up other people's homes but mm. then in 1986 that's okay. when he set his sights on the andrews family um it was a family of three why he chose them nobody really knows but like speculated that um he broke in at some point and liked what he saw 
maybe they had valuables or maybe he liked Annie. Annie was a 16 year old daughter of Brian Andrews who was recently widowed. Uh, they had just lost their mom. Oh. And then she had a little sister, Jessica, as well. Her age was unspecified. And you know, one day, Annie, one day, Annie got a call from a man claiming to be Danny, a friend of a friend. So it turns out that our little Daniel was catfishing before it was cool. <laughs> before they made it cool with MTV. Anyway, um, said he was blonde, tall, athletic, good-looking, well-educated, and that he lived nearby. And now I don't think that living nearby is an, a lie. Because I believe he, he committed all of these crimes and stuff in Townsend. And I don't think that Townsend was a very big town. I believe in one article I read that um, there was like two lawyers in the whole town. And it was like a, I think like 8,000 people maybe or... I don't, I don't know, small town. So, was so he, he like, did live nearby. Was he like writing her letters or calling? No, they were talking on the phone. Okay. Oh, red flag, Annie. How did he get your number? Like From a friend of a friend. Oh, sorry. Yeah. They go to school, okay. you know. You know, it's it's back in the 80s. So it wasn't like, hey, I, I saw you on Snapchat. Right. It's yeah. like, you know, you see somebody walking down the street and you gotta be like, hey, do you know her? Yeah. Hey, do you know her? Hey, do you by chance know that girl? Like, that's, that's how you figure it out. Um. So I guess both Annie and Jessica talked to him, but mostly he was just interested in Annie um, and they got to know each other and eventually they decided to go out. So he comes to Annie's house and, and knocks on the door. Little, little emo Daniel. Little lanky ass, greasy ass, dark hair looking ass Daniel. <laughs> Not no fucking tall, blonde, whatever. Um, so Annie's a sweetheart and she goes out with him anyway. Oh. Yeah. And they go to a fair. And they're hanging out and stuff, and they're talking, and Daniel finds out that her mom had just died of cancer, and he took a real weird, real obsessive, like, interest in her mom and the death and the passing, and he was asking her, like, like, how did you feel when she died? What was it like when she died? Was she suffering? How much was she suffering? Like, real creepy. Real intrusive. Real, like, tell me about death. So, Annie dipped. Yeah. Annie dipped. She was like, fuck that. And left. And then she did her best to avoid him. Um, completely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then so an unspecified amount of time later, Annie and her sister decided to go down into their basement and do a seance in an attempt to contact their deceased mother. Ooh. I know, those spooky little witchy. So after they performed their seance, later on that night, they started hearing knocking on the walls. And they were like, the fuck is that? They were convinced that it was their mother. Yeah, yeah. They were asking questions to the to the sound, and the sound would knock back in, like, response. Oh, I don't like where this is going. Yeah. Considering we, it's, in the, it's uh, in the fucking story. Jesus. Weird. Okay. Um, so the knocking never really stopped. It was It became a regular occurrence, and it was really disrupting their sleep, and it was interfering with, like, their day-to-day lives, and eventually their relationship with their father, actually. Um, so objects would move around the house, things would go missing, furniture would be, like, moved across the room, things would be in disarray everywhere, not like the girls left them, um, and they thought that they had brought a demon into the house. Yeah, yeah. I should, I fucking would, too. Yeah. Although they really shouldn't be playing with Ouija boards, like... I'm sorry, I, I just... Ouija, Ouija wasn't even in the research. They might have just been like, mm, 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 with candles oh. and shit. Who okay. knows? But still. Okay. So okay. They conjured something. Or did they? Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. So the father, Brian, didn't believe them uh, and blamed it, blamed all of the mess and all of the everything on them. Right. Saying, like, it's in your head. Y'all are doing it to yourselves. This is for attention. Um, he thought they were having trouble coping with the death of their mom. Mm-hmm. Um. But then one evening in January of 87, Annie and Jessica were home alone. They were hanging out in their front room. And so the knocking's normal. Yeah. But this time they heard the knocking in the basement. And I guess that was not normal. Um, They got kind of freaked out. One of them ran to the kitchen and got a kitchen knife. And then they headed down <laughs> to the basement. Uh-huh. They're going to stab a ghost. They're going to stab a ghost. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> whatever whatever works, right? Um, And so... In the basement, on the wall, they find, I'm in your room, come find me, written in what they claimed to be blood. Mm. Uh, The girls fled to the neighbor's house, 
and called their dad and then waited for him to come home. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't believe them. He also went down to the basement to check it out, obviously, and it was not blood. It was just ketchup. Oh. Which, by the way, ketchup right. smells. Yeah. Like, can't you... It, it's thick. It's thick, and like when you like if you write like when you drag your fry through it, it's not, it's it thins out. Yeah. So he must have either been using. And then did they not notice that their ketchup was missing? Right. Or did he steal ketchup from the neighbor's house to come right in the neighbor's <laughs> house? <laughs> Probably. He just like stole the ketchup and moved the mustard on the island. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> like, hey guys, fuck you. Double fuck you. Double fuck you. What no. are you gonna eat your fries with now? But in all seriousness, I am kind of feeling for Brian. You know, because he's. He's probably still grieving. Yeah, and and he's still trying to figure out how to parent alone. And right, yeah. You know, moms and daughters typically respond better, whatever. Um, so he actually decided to send the girls to counseling okay. to help them because they're Good. they're just not coping with their mother's death. Good. There's no ghosts. It's in the girls' heads. Good move, Brian, you know, as far mm-hmm. as he knows anyway. Mm-hmm. 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 He's trying. Yeah. Um, so then weeks later, and some, something happened again. The knocking was heard in Annie's room. And in her room, the girls find, I'm back, find me if you can, written in that saucy blood again. Mm. Gross. Yeah. So again, they ran to the neighbor's house, called the dad. <laughs> the dad comes home, still in denial, still like, you girls... Could you imagine? Oh, I would, I would be, be knocking some damn heads. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Well, actually, no. I feel like I would be the type to be like, oh, my God, there's a ghost. <laughs> just fucking yeah, like you would sage be, the You would be in the neighbor's house <laughs> with them. Like, can somebody else go check, please? <laughs> Bailey, you need to come over. There's somebody in my house. Or there's something in my house. <laughs> something or somebody. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but when Brian walks into the house. So the girls had explained to him what had happened. When he walked in, it was a completely different scene. More stuff had been moved. Things were out of place. And it was very bizarre. So on his way up to Annie's room to go check out what was written on the wall, he finds Marry Me written at the top of the stairs. He walks into Annie's room. And in the corner is Daniel. Oh, boy. (laughs) Dressed in Brian's wife's clothing. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with a blonde wig on. And I saw makeup in some sources. And then other sources, I saw face paint. Which I guess if Brian's doing makeup, it probably is face paint at this point. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So he's standing there dressed up like some kind of woman. And he's holding a, a hatchet. What the an axe, fuck? A hatchet. Yeah. Okay, hold on. So, and the time it took for the girls to leave the house and for Brian to come home and check that, you know, to get there... He had broken in, or whatever he did, rearranged the house, and then put makeup on and dressed up in... I don't... Well, he probably didn't rearrange the house. He probably just, like, ran through with his arms flailing and just fucked it up. (laughs) Like a fucking mess of a tornado that he already is. That makeup, man. It it just... It just... He he was twirling through the kitchen, bitch. He felt so pretty. And then he got the hatchet and he went upstairs and he's like, all right, it's time to do some ass fucking murdering. Yeah. Um, But he didn't murder anybody. Brian, like, tried to, like, apprehend him, like, tried to get him, you know, get this fucker. But um, Daniel just fucking disappeared. He just fucking disappeared. And in an interview, Brian was like, I was dumbfounded. He said one minute he was there and then one minute he was gone. Yeah. Um. Where'd that bitch go? Yeah. Where'd the bitch go? I just, uh, I just imagine him like <laughs> climbing out the window, just fucking dress and fucking makeup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like clumping down the pavement, in some like eighties heels. He's <laughs> <laughs> like pearls. His pearls are flying behind him with his hatchet in his hands. Yeah. Oh, he's a mess. Anyway, the the police were called. Love that scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Let's make a movie. Um, the police were called, and while searching the house and checking it out, one police officer noticed a like a gap between the wall and like a cabinet or a cupboard in Annie's room. Okay. And so he pulls open <gasps> that cupboard, and our beautiful Daniel is curled <laughs> up inside. <laughs> That's where he disappeared to. He's not a fairy godmother. What He's the just fuck? a creeper. Yeah. Oh. 
My God. Isn't that fucking wild? Isn't that so creepy? Oh, oh. that is... Oh, God. Just, just, just dead eyes just staring back at you. Oh, some, just fucking, fucking some, face some, like, and makeup. Just... Hell yeah. I just I picture him with like fucking flower, like that color, like white. He just, just took the big poof and just, and just poof. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and then he's got, got some the like ketchup or something. <laughs> it's like I don't know, did they have Revlon back then? I think so. Revlon, I know Maybelline, whatever. Some just red <laughs> lipstick smeared across his face. And he's just like, Oh fancy meeting the police here. <laughs> <laughs> so it turns out that he'd been living in their walls. He'd like, he would enter through that little hidey way. And I saw that he had, like, in what I was reading, that he was tunneling through the house and making, like, little peepholes. But I don't know if he was actually tunneling or if it's just an older house and, like, you could squeeze in between the walls. That is, like, a, Either way. Like a plot for a horror movie. It it uh, it's like um the one with what's her I, name with the doll. I okay I think I I think I've seen that one. Yeah, yeah. uh the girl from Walking Dead. Oh, you know you lost me. Okay. We might be talking about the same one, but but, it, it, but it's a doll. She has to take care of the doll, like because the, the the parents like lost their son, so they had this doll made in like memory oh, of him. Boy. But it's like a rep. Oh, yeah, that's what it's called, yeah, the boy. Yeah. And she's like in the in the walls, and he's like chasing her, isn't oh, she? Isn't he? I think so. Something weird like I, that. I saw a movie. Um, it it wasn't very popular, but it was like this old man in the walls, which is fucking terrifying. Um, they uh, found at the end of the movie, they found his like entrance, and it was like. Um, in the basement. I think that might have been based off of a true story because I've heard a story similar to a man yeah. living in somebody's walls. Or oh. somebody, and they like found his bones or something. I don't know. Off track. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, he was tunneling through the walls, poking little peepholes through there, and watching Annie and I'm sure the rest of the family. So, Just, oh, okay, yeah. Sorry. So they get him, obviously. They get our, our, our pretty princess, and they take him to jail. <laughs> Well, he they took him to a juvenile facility because he was he was still a minor, but I believe he had a birthday. Yeah, yeah. So this happened in January. His birthday's in May. So once he turned seventeen, I want to say is when they they moved him from like juvenile court to like full up, full grown up people's courts. Okay. And they tried him as an adult. Bond was placed at two grand, and oh, mommy dearest bailed him out. So um. As of October 1987, Daniel was once again a free man. And while he was free, he went and he robbed a house and got his hands on two guns. I know for sure one was a 22 caliber. I don't know if they both were pistols, but one of them for sure was. God damn it. Yep. And then a mere two months later on december 1st of 1987 he broke into the gustafson's home half a mile from his own home and in that home lived priscilla who was 33 she was a nursery school teacher and she was pregnant with her third child she had a husband andy who was 36 and they had two children william five and a daughter abigail seven and on this fateful day, it was said that Priscilla and William were home because I, I want to say William probably went to work with her because she was a nursery school teacher and then Abigail was in actual school. Yeah. So Priscilla and William are home. Abigail is not. Um, her husband, Andy, is at work. He was like a real estate broker or a real estate agent, okay. something of that sort. Um, and he had actually made a really big sale. And he was really excited about it. And he phoned Priscilla and was like ready to tell her the news. And he wanted her to get a babysitter so that they could go out and have like a celebratory dinner. Yeah. Priscilla didn't answer, which was not good, not not normal. Um, so he got a little worried and he ended up leaving work and going home where he found her car parked in the driveway and all of the lights in the house were off. Oh, God. Yeah. Andy goes inside and he finds his... Is, is this a trigger warning? Oh, yeah. Is it? Yeah, okay. this is a trigger warning. Oh. He finds Priscilla dead on the bed. Um, he said in an interview that when he found Priscilla, he knew that his kids were somewhere in the house, too, and he couldn't, he couldn't go look for them. So he, he leaves the house, calls the cops, um, and then the cops find Priscilla dead with a pillow over her head, over her face. 
with two gunshot wounds to the head. Oh, jeez. It's said that he bound, gagged, and raped her. Then William was found oh face God. down in the bathtub upstairs. He had drowned him. And Abigail was found in a similar fate in the downstairs bathroom, but she had blunt force trauma to the head and compression of the neck. Oh, I think I'm going to be sick. Uh, yeah. So, my theory... Well, this, I guess it's not technically a theory, but they don't know for sure who got, if they were all three home and then Daniel came in or what. But I'm pretty sure Daniel was killing the mom and William when Abigail came home. And that's why she has the extra, the extra um, injuries. Because mm -hmm. I'm sure she either saw what was going on or she just saw him and fought back, which is how she obtained the, the yeah. injuries to the head and the neck. But anyway, the um, police officers linked him to the murders pretty quickly. And um, they questioned him the next day on a Wednesday at the public library, but had insufficient evidence and couldn't arrest him because he had an alibi. He said that he was at his six-year-old niece's birthday party. He was playing with his niece after he had just murdered two children and a pregnant wife. Oh, my God. Whether that's true or not, disgusting excuse, disgusting thing to do. Disgusting person. Your hands are eternally dirty, and you are touching a six-year-old, whether they're playing ball or... I can't. Uh, I can't. Uh, Move garbage. I... Take out the trash. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. okay, okay. Oh. Let's keep, let's keep going. Okay. Oh, God. So, later... Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday night, um, the police end up going back to his house to question him. As they're walking up, he's on the porch, and he sees him, and he fucking dips. He takes off running, which sparked a manhunt. They had, like, helicopters and dogs and, and police officers and all that jazz. He had actually taken off and made it a few towns over where he kidnapped a woman in her car. The woman thankfully escaped, but he kept on with the car. Um... And then somebody had recognized his face from the news and well, had seen him and recognized him from the news and called in a tip to the police. They found him 11 miles from Townsend in Ayers, Massachusetts, where he was hiding in a lumberyard dumpster. He had a gun in his underwear. And they found um, Abigail's hair on his sock. Oh, my God. Yeah. The little girls? The little girls. Uh-huh. Like he kept it? Like a souvenir? No, like it was probably just stuck oh, to a sock. okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I think, because when I read it initially, I thought he had, like, kept a lock and yeah. had it hidden in his sock, but I believe it was just, like, like stuck to him. Okay. Like, accidentally. Um, I don't know if that's factual, which, which story is real, but they found a hair on his sock. Either way. Um, when they were arresting him, he was laughing hysterically. Oh, that, that just pissed me off. Fucking Little fucker. Laugh. So Daniel was actually sentenced with three life sentences for murder. Um, and in 2013, he sued the state for denying proper materials for his practice in Wicca. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, he claimed to be a devout Wiccan. And he needed... Um, okay, this is... This is funny. This is little Jamesy Poo in prison. <laughs> 30 essential oils was requested. Oh, my 30 God. 30 of them. Uh-huh. 30? 30. 30 essential. Okay. Are there even that many essential oils? There are. Yes. <laughs> I know. But Jesus. He, oh, he's ballsy. Okay, but also he needed 26 herbs. 20. The parsley on his, his uh, instant mashed potatoes wasn't enough. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold up. Well, those aren't even... I mean, you could incorporate those in Wicca, He wanted... To use them to ward off jinxes and to connect with goddesses. He asked for dragon's blood, bla dragon's blood, black opium, and honeysuckle. Uh, okay. Okay. I, yeah. Whatever floats boat. I don't think that he won that case. I don't believe that he did. I, fucking good. Yeah, yeah. You don't need them 30 fucking essential oils. Ugh. His, oh my god, his like bunkmate imagine 30 essential oils he's probably like rubbing them all over himself yeah. for all these like rituals and shit yeah the smell oh my god i can i can feel the headache 
<laughs> in 2017, he petitioned for parole but was denied after a psych eval indicating that he still showed no remorse. So he showed no remorse at all ever, 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 even up until 2017. But then he tried again in 2019 and was also denied. So he'll be spending life in prison. Right. Yeah. Well, personally, I feel like they should have charged him with four counts of murder. I was wondering about that because typically if you kill a pregnant woman, the baby counts as a murder. Yeah. And so I wonder why they didn't. That's on me. I should have looked into it. But I thought the same damn thing. Yeah. Um, and actually, in the 2017 appeal, this is this is what he told the courts. I quote... I do not have the words to fully express my profound sorrow, but I am truly sorry for the harm I have caused, for the very essence of, from the very essence of who I am, from the depth of my soul, I am sorry. And then psychiatrists actually, oh, that was in quote, BT dubs. I know y'all can't see me, but I'm shaking my head right now. SMH all day. <laughs> psychiatrists insist that he shows no evidence of emotions, no feelings. On that is Daniel LaPlante in prison. But I do have some information on Andy, the, the widowed husband. Okay. Um, he actually remarried a woman named Carol, who was also widowed. She had lost her her partner before and had already had some time to, like, grieve and stuff. But but they really um, attached each other to them, attached themselves to each other as, like, in a non-bad way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, to help with the grieving process and right. all that. Um, they heal together, and they wear their wedding rings on their their proper hand, the left hand. But then they wear the wedding rings of their from their first marriage or oh. their deceased partners on their right hand. I that's, thought that was really that's sweet. That's really beautiful. Really, really beautiful. Oh, um, I'm so glad that worked out for him. Kind of. Kind of. In the end. In the end. Kind of. They moved into Carol's townhome, which was actually really close to the cemetery where his family was buried, and also very close to the church that. They held the funeral in for his family and also the church that him and Carol got married in. Um, he actually passed away in 2014, so he didn't get to find out that Daniel was going to be in prison forever. But he also didn't get to experience or go through Daniel trying to appeal mm. for or, or whatever well, petition for parole. Maybe that's for the best. Yeah. Um, now, allegedly, he said on his deathbed, don't ever let him out. He should rot in prison. I don't know if that's factual, but it wouldn't surprise me if he said that. He should rot in prison. And he will. Yeah. So that's good. But that wraps up Mr. Oh, Daniel. Our wow. pretty, pretty princess. That was a story. It was a pretty, pretty wild story. The fact that he just moves stuff and, like, it's, makes people go crazy, like... That's, like, in, that's some serious... I mean, that would drive a person crazy. Yeah, fuck yeah. He's fuck trying yeah. to be, like, a, like a, like a what? Like a little... Like a little cat burglar. Well, Danny Phantom or some shit. Oh, Danny Phantom. <laughs> Danny Phantom, the boy who lived in the walls. Ugh. Fucking bitch. But. Anyway. Okay. Yo, Torn. Okay. So, my person, um, okay, so my story isn't as intense as Mr. LaPlante, but LaPlante. it's. It's still pretty crazy. So, um, I know that you listen to a lot of true crime, right? So, before I pick this... Well, my main goal... Let me backtrack. My main goal for picking out a true crime person was... A true crime person? <laughs> yeah. A murderer. Just, just roll with it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, my, my goal was to find somebody that you haven't heard before. So, you could just be like, oh my god. Okay. Um, but that didn't work out. No, it did it. No, my first topic was the ABC murders, and you, as I was, like, studying it, I was, uh, you were like, are you sure you want to do that one? I was like, well, fuck, you know? It was, the ABC murders is about, it's about children, and James is already yeah, very sensitive that, to this stuff, and children would have, it would have been a tough case for your first one. Yes, yeah, I, yeah, it definitely would have, and that was also another factor, um, for my reasoning for not following through with that. Uh-huh. Um, so, I... So my way of, like, trying to find somebody that you haven't heard before was to literally, like, get on, like, a map uh-huh. and, like, close my eyes get and... Get on a map. <laughs> and the globe. And pick a continent. Uh-huh. And then from that continent, I closed my eyes and picked a country and then looked up serial killers from that country. That was a really cool thing to do, and yeah. we should do that for our next true crime episode. Okay, we can call it, I'm... like, around the world or something. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, I was I was literally like Trump on the shitter when I was doing around that. Around the world. Yeah. The best ideas come best, from the shitter. Best ideas come shitter from the shitter. Shitter in the shower. Yep. Yep. Um, so our person, William Eunuch, comes from the country of Taganika. Okay, let's see. Uh, let's get started. So, William Munich was a Belgian Congo police officer from in the nineteen um, the nineteen fifties, early nineteen fifties. He resided in Mahagi, uh, Belgian Congo, which is um, I think in today's world it's in um, the Dominican of the Republic of the Congo. You fucking got it that time, bitch. I fucking bitch. got it that time. You got it that time. <laughs> oh my god! On the first, oh, I have to tell y'all this. On the first, the first recording we did of this shit, there's like a thirty second like clip of Dominican. <laughs> shit was so funny you got it though you did it i've been practicing <laughs> I'm just no okay but so um okay so this first part of the story it didn't give me like hardly any information like okay so real quick this story of william eunuch had no information so like all of the sources that I found were pretty much the exact same thing, just reworded for copyright purposes. I'm assuming. Okay. Um. So I'm just gonna read it how I how I wrote how you it. Got it. And we'll we'll go from there. Okay. Um. So in 1954, he went on his first killing spree, uh, brutally murdering 21 innocents with an axe. All of these innocents at the same time. At the same time. The same damn time. Yes. I. Yeah. Pretty sure it was, like, in the same night. Like, he just, like, ran through a village and... Mm-hmm. I just... He played whack-a-mole with that village. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, he did. Oh, and he God, was he me. was fucking killing it, too. Oh, no pun intended. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I picture him in, like, his police officer uniform just, like, pulling up on people. Just, just being, got like, the axe twirling his hand. He's like, I'm the law, bitch. Yeah, he's just, like... <laughs> You, you, sir, are under arrest. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, bitch. It's or, yep. Yeah. <laughs> and you get a hatchet to the head, yeah. and you get a hatchet um, to the head. Pretty much, but you're you're gonna believe that like he really did this in one night because it didn't really say. But like after I go further on in the story, you're gonna be like, oh, okay, he definitely did it in one night. Yeah. Okay. I'll, and okay. I'll explain that. So um, after this, these crimes, he um, he fled. He went to. Taganika. And back then, Taganika uh, was a part of, like, British territory. So while down there, he found a new job and was... I think things were really starting to, like, work out for him. Do you know what kind of job? I do not. That's the thing. But he ended up getting into a argument with his supervisor over, like, a... a, I'm pretty sure it was just, like, a misunderstanding of sorts. But this triggered old William Boy here. He, he, um, that night after the misunderstanding, he set out with an axe, a knife, a stolen police rifle, and 50 rounds of ammunition. Okay. This, 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 this is the part of the story where it gets pretty crazy. So with this stolen rifle, he shot 10 men, eight women, and eight children all in one night. So all of these killings are going to be in one night. Okay. Yeah. That's a total of 26 people. That's a fuck ton of people. That is a fuck ton of people. Period. And for one night. Yes. Yeah. He then mutilated five men with an axe, stabbed one man with a knife, burned two women and a child in a hut, and followed up by strangling a 15-year-old girl to death. And I, you and I have talked about this. It takes a while to strangle somebody to death. I think it takes like seven minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Up to. And... So he had his hands. Around. Oh, he was yeah. Like I don't, I don't see how people can do that. Like they're they're not. The, he on. was probably not there. No, nothing there. It's just like that. He autopiloted through that whole thing. Yeah, it's just like an animal, a wild, a wild animal. Kill. I don't. I don't even want to say animal because at least animals eat their food. He was killing for like sport, which is. We're the only people who kill for sport. We are the problem. That's true. That's very true. Uh huh. Um, okay, so this is kind of interesting, too. I found that one of the women he burned in the hut was actually his wife. And that makes me wonder if the child was his, too. Uh. Yeah, but that was never specified. specified. Yeah. 
So after this horrific tragedy, he changed into one of his victim's clothes and went into hiding for like nine days. The authorities issued a $350 reward to um, anyone who could turn you in again. Okay, and I also kind of found this interesting. So Tanzania doesn't have dollars, they have shillings. Okay. Um, so back in the day, $350 in today's society would... <laughs> I just contradicted myself. $350 in today's society would have been converted to $805,000.02 uh, in shillings. And I don't know about you, but when I think of shillings, I think of coins. I think of shells. Like, <laughs> people are trading, like, oyster shells. Yeah. But shilling shells. That's why, okay? Yeah. Don't question it. <laughs> so, I don't know about you, but $805,000.02 sounds like a lot of... Shells, <laughs> a lot of shells, or coins. But isn't that eight hundred thousand? That was three fifty converted to right, today. Today. So what was that eight hundred thousand back in the fifties? See, I didn't, I didn't figure that out. But three hundred fifty dollars. Since that was, that's what three hundred fifty dollars is worth in today's society. I went ahead and converted three hundred fifty dollars back then to our time, so we could have a better. Um, grasp and understanding on how much it would be for us okay not, not into shillings back okay then, i'm confused as fuck with the shillings the shells <laughs> the shells <laughs> okay so 350 dollars in today's society was worth close to four grand back in the 50s um i actually went and converted it so in conversion queen yeah so in 1957 $350 was worth $3,414.45. And that was his bounty? That was his bounty. Okay. That's a pretty decent chunk of change. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But I don't know. Maybe I could see it like going a little bit higher considering he killed like 56 people. That, very true. Yeah. Um, Can't put a price on those lives. Right, right. So uh, the, the difference between the worth from back then in today's society is because the cumulative price change has raised 1,038.22% since the 50s. Fun fact for all you economic nerds. You're welcome. <laughs> so William eventually came out of hiding um, on like the ninth day to one of his good old friends, Liambu Ben Lakumbu. And I'm going to pronounce his name as uh, Kumbu. That's just what I'm going to call him because mm -hmm. I think the L is supposed to be silent. I want to get an animal so I can name it Kumbu. It's a good name, right? It's a cool name. Every time I say Kumbu, I think of someone from The Lion King. Me too. Yeah. Why is that? I think of the monkey. What yeah. is his name? Fuck. I don't, I don't remember. I actually... I don't think it has anything to do with Kumbu. I don't know. Carson's got a book over there that I, there that I could look up, <laughs> okay. but I'm not going to. Anyway, go ahead. I know, so you might look it up and put it at the end of the podcast. Okay. Is it? You know, Rafiki. Rafiki, yes. Oh, shit. Where's Kumbu? Puma? What? It doesn't matter. No. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so, like I said, William came out of hiding eventually to Kumbu, um, who lived only two miles away from Malampaka. And I think that's important because... I don't think that Kumbu actually lived in a city or a town. Okay. I think he probably lived in the country, and that was the closest. Okay. You know. Go ahead. Were there pictures or anything? There was one picture of Eunuch himself, uh -huh. and I'll show you a picture of him okay. afterwards. But you mentioned a hut, and so I'm thinking of, like, grass huts and, yeah. like, tents and stuff. Was it like that? Um, I, I assume so. I we're gonna be fucking assholes if we're wrong. Yeah, no, it, you know, honestly, <laughs> it was probably dwellings. like one of those um, mud huts. Okay. With, like, yeah, I got you. Like and a, stuff. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Um. So after the encounter with Eunuch, Kumbu went to the authorities, but ended up being asked to keep Eunuch close to him um, until he could be apprehended if he was to show his face again. Um, informant, a motherfucking snitch. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> Fuck Eunuch. <laughs> You said a motherfucking snitch. Just kidding. <laughs> That's fucking funny. Um, so I don't know about you, but if I was asked to keep a serial killer close to me, I would have been like, uh, fuck you, fuck your mama, fuck no, you know? I couldn't do it. I couldn't do I'm it. I'm a shit liar as it is. Yeah. If I'm put under that kind of pressure, I would probably just melt. Yeah. Just and uh -huh. pressure 
Kumu was under, and let me tell you. Okay. Let me tell you how. Tell me. So, okay. So, 1 a.m. the following morning, Eunuch did come to pay Kumbu a visit. 1 o'clock in the morning. 1 o'clock in the morning. I guess so, he, like, you know, he wouldn't be seen. But then again, that begs the question, like, does Kumbu live in the city? Who knows? Who knows? Maybe Eunuch was just weird. Fucking Eunuch's weird. Of course he's going to be a night owl. Yeah, yeah. He's fucking stalking his prey. Kumbu actually sent his wife out to fetch the authorities while um, he distracted Eunuch. What a man. What a, what what a woman. A man, what a man, she walked, or I don't know, probably, I don't know, drove? I didn't look into that. Curious. Back in the I 50s, there were definitely the vehicles back then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she she Who left. Um, she gone. Yeah. She went and snitched. <laughs> she, she went to go track the pigs down. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so, this took, actually took about two hours. Kumbu distracted unit for two okay hours. so two hours mm-hmm. maybe they didn't live in town maybe they didn't have a car right maybe she and if they or didn't maybe the police officers were just taking their sweet fucking time yeah that's fucked up though because there's literal serial killer right yeah sitting at the dining room table which yeah with with yeah 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 so <laughs> um the authorities eventually you know arrived at kumbu's hut um and but when they did the kumbu Fucking dipped. Of course he did. He said, "Yes, sir." <laughs> but I don't. See, hey, I'll, ca- I'll catch you tomorrow. I gotta go. Yeah, yeah. He was like, you know what? I think I hear, I hear my pigs out. I must have forgot to like. Ha, bitch! <laughs> you have those pigs outside? Yeah. Hold on, I gotta go. <laughs> I'll never see you again, bud. <laughs> well, um, the authorities or the investigators, whatever you want to call them. They, once Lakumbu fucking, you know, came outside, they threw a smoke bomb in there. Oh, okay. That resulted in, like, fucking eunuch shit up. Very critical injuries for eunuch. I'm at a little bit of a crossroads here. If eunuch was just sitting inside completely unsuspected, unsuspecting, then why the fuck throw the smoke bomb? Why not just go in there, like, guns drawn? That's a good question. But maybe he was putting up a fight. He might have been armed. Like I said, you, he probably was. Like I said, there wasn't a whole lot of information. Um, yeah, Kumbu must have been a good friend. Yeah. For him to not, you know. Right. Machete at him right there. So, the injuries ended up being so critical for Eunuch that uh, there was no trial because he ended up dying in the hospital, which is very, very disappointing. Disappointing because we didn't get to hear his side right. of things. That, I would. I'm curious as to what the hell happened. Right, and the families who you know were affected didn't get an explanation or anything. Yeah, that's true. So that that sucked. Um, that's pretty much the whole story for Eunuch. But I did find a little bit of the aftermath. So a fund was created to help the descendants of those victims of, of Eunuch, which was really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, a maternity clinic was built as a memorial for the victims themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so out of such a tragedy that ended up, that resulted in so much death, a place for bringing you know, life, bringing life and nurturing future life was created. For sure. So that was that was really beautiful. Um, Lakumbu was granted 125 pounds and a medal of honor for his bravery. Go Kumbu! And just for y'all listeners out there, the reason why it was pounds was because um, it was British territory back in the day. He's saying for all you listeners, but really it had me confused. <laughs> How did we go from dollars to shells to pounds? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that too. Um, so 125 pounds back then. No, 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 no. 125 pounds converted back then would have been $171. Um, no, actually, that's to today's society. But $171 back then is worth... $1,613. That ain't shit. No, it it, it really isn't. Um, You know, especially because, you know, Lakumbu's hut fucking burned to the ground. His hut burnt to the ground. His wife had to walk two hours (laughs) for the little piglets. He had to sit in front of fucking eunuch for two hours. He had to sit with eunuch Mm -hmm. for two hours. Yeah. Give that man at least 10K. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe that medal was worth a lot. He could have... 
fucking sold it or something. If it was like real gold or real copper or something. Right. It was probably just made probably out of just the like... same material as the the shells. <laughs> Shillings. It was just an oyster painted bronze. <laughs> maybe there was a pearl inside. Maybe. Maybe. There's we always don't know. a bright side to things, y'all. We don't fucking know. We don't. So that, like I said, that was pretty much it for Eunuch's story. But I went and gathered a little bit of information on, um, you know, the brains of serial killers and mm-hmm. like what causes them to do, to do what they do. Um, I'm not a doctor. This is just information that I found out in my own um, research. So we, I'm going to ex- talk about two terms. We have the limbic system. Actually, no, I want to talk about the frontal lobes first. So the location is directly behind the forehead. Um These are the largest lobes in the human brain. They are considered our behavioral and our emotional control center. Essentially, this area of the brain is the seat of our personality. We also have the limbic system. This is the part of the brain that plays a part in our emotional and behavioral responses. Okay. Um, So crimereads.com says that the neural circuits connecting the limbic system with the frontal lobes are far less active in the brains of serial killers. So that's a little fun fact. So the part of the brain that controls empathy is the prefrontal cortex. This is located in the front of the frontal lobe. Um, for y'all, all y'all visualizers out there, um, from the pictures, it looks like it's kind of just layered over a little bit over the um, the the original lobes that I was talking about earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody with a dysfunctional a dysfunctional frontal lobe might suffer with emotional responses or blunt emotional responses, excuse me, irritability, social disorders, and aggression, and, but not including, less active neural circuits between the frontal lobe and the limbic system. I just wanted to say that in most cases, this is caused by a traumatic head injury, more commonly in the forehead, or a genetic issue, or in Daniel's case, the way that you're raised. Nature versus nurture. Nature versus nurture, exactly. It's got a lot to do with it. But um, mine wasn't as long as yours, but... Still pretty Sorry, wild. Daniel's super extra. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I wish mine was longer. Um, it's all good. But that was fun. They're not good, though. We are. This was fun. Yeah. It is hotter than a bitch in this it bedroom. It is so hot in this bedroom. It is so hot. Yeah. Um. So that means we're going to wrap it the fuck up. Yeah. So thank you guys for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed our first episode. Um. Yeah. You have anything to say? Nope. I, uh, if y'all Keep wa- listening. Yes. Two. Keep fucking tuning in please (laughs) please to not your mother's podcast on your regular listening listening devices yes all of them um also if you want um like or not like like i'm on a fucking youtube video like and subscribe (laughs) no but definitely leave a review if you like the podcast um it really helps us us. yeah rate us share it it really does help it does Um, it helps us you know Pop up. Uh, pop up on people's feed. Um, and if you're not interested in the podcast, but you know somebody who might be, you know, just fucking send them a message. Share the podcast Tell with them. Tell your friends. Um, but yeah, anyway. It was nice talking to y'all. See y'all soon. Bye. Bye.